Kyle Draper in for Watkins today. Chris should be back tomorrow. Have you been getting up early to watch uh, Team USA in the FIBA World Cup? I have not. No? I, I have not. I uh, I definitely won't get up early tomorrow or tonight or whatever it is. 140, uh, I believe Jordan. it is. Yeah. I, uh, I'm oh. not st- it's, it's against Jordan. I mean, that should be a 40-point win, you know? Mm-hmm. I will maybe set the alarm for the knockout round, yeah. you know, for the yeah. next round. You know, that's when the game, the competition uh, steps up. I did wake up today, though, and see that uh, Team Canada with Jordy Fernandez. I-, I watched the second half of that game. And so uh, if I'm up and it's on, I'll watch it. But I'm not getting up gotcha. specifically yeah. to watch it. I yeah. would watch Germany, of course, USA, Germany, uh, Canada. Other than that, I mean, it was interesting seeing Papa Jonas play for Greece. Right, the former king. Yeah, other than yeah. That, some of these teams, I good for them. I'm just not that interested in watching them play. Yeah, but you know, there's some NBA players sprinkled all around uh, this tournament. You know, I was looking, in places you wouldn't expect. Right, right. right. You know, I'm looking at uh, Jordan Clarkson uh, for the Philippines. I think it was, and you know, it's uh, Kyle Anderson's playing for China. Kyle Anderson for China. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's good to see though some of these names actually competing and. You know, every team sort of has that one guy, you know, that you have heard of or at least that name. And so you're like, all right, I'll check them out. And so uh, Canada, man, I tell you, they look uh, they look like a real threat. Uh, just their roster is loaded. But, uh, you know, the, the time of, of these games are killing me. How come I can't see a uh, two in the afternoon or a seven o'clock at night game or something like I know, that? It's like, I know. man. Hey, have you been writing Jeff Darlington's material? Jeff Darlington, uh, ESPN. Yeah, what about him? What about Have you been writing his material? Because he says the 49ers look like idiots, and I'm just wondering if you've been feeding him info or. No, I I didn't go that far. You know, know, it's my, uh, you know, it's like my burner account, Jeff Darlington. You know, he's my burner. You know, I I, I feed him stuff and let him put it out there. What did he say? What did he say? He was on Get Up yesterday on ESPN, and here's what he says about the 49ers and the way they've bungled the Trey Lance situation. Kyle Shanahan is more incentivized than anybody on this planet to make Trey Lance succeed as an NFL quarterback. The 49ers and Shanahan look like idiots when it comes to their evaluation of Trey Lance because he failed and they gave up so much for him. They, Yeah, that's absolutely true. Where, I, I was about to say, where's the lie? <laughs> Where they, they do look like idiots. And, and, you know, as great as they have been in building the roster outside the quarterback position, they've been equally as bad building it and Brock Purdy give him credit came in you know played extremely well he's saving their butt right now because you know let's say Trey is the guy let's say Brock you know does never come on Trey we don't know what Trey is you know and so I I just think I agree with Darlington he put it you know a little stronger than probably I would but when it comes to evaluating the quarterback position they, they struck out on this one and if it's not evaluating it's developing, you know? We we don't know. Trey might be a good player, but they never really developed Trey Lance. How much of that, though, is because, as we've been saying, we got hurt and he couldn't play. Should they have done more to make sure they spent time working on his development? Or was it a matter of, we got to win, we don't have... It kind of reminds you of the Wiseman situation yeah. with the Warriors as well. You can't do both things at once. You can't develop a young player while you're trying to win. I mean, I guess you can in theory, but it's really difficult to thread that needle. It's really difficult, and I maintain, and I went on record with this during the season, that Warriors will rue the day 
that they didn't develop Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody, because Steph Curry's not going to be there forever. The Niners, Christian McCaffrey is not going to be there forever. You know, Debo's not going to be there forever. And so right now, their window is right now. But how long is that window? You know, is Brock Purdy really the answer for the next 10, 12 years? I don't know. I don't know. We don't know that. We need to see that play out. But, you know, fortunately for them, and you can include the Warriors with this as well, the Warriors, you got a Steph Curry still. So you're still in the mix, you know. If you were a, a Detroit Pistons and you whiffed on Wiseman, Moody, and Kaminga, you know, Your heads would roll. For, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and so, you know, the Warriors are fortunate they still have a championship-level team, and that's the same thing with the Niners. And, you know, I, I don't want to call them idiots, but the quarterback position has been a revolving door. Here we are, third straight season with a third different opening day, day uh, starter. That, that's just you know, where's the stability at that position? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's true what he says. You don't want to call them idiots. And he he says they look like idiots. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> they really do to have botched this this badly, um, a decision of this magnitude. And yet somehow, some way it appears they're going to end up, eh, you know what? We're all right. Now, let, let me ask you this, Whitey. I, I want you to go on the record here. By the way, I will go on the record with this. James Wiseman's terrible. But go ahead. I'm not. I, I'm yeah. not going that far yet. Okay. I need to see Wiseman I, yeah. All right. actually play. Yeah. But he's terrible. What should happen for with Shanahan and Lynch? Like, what level of criticism should they be facing right now? Like, how frustrated are you? Let's say you were a Niners fan. Mm-hmm. Like, do they get any heat? Any wrath? Like, are they on the hot seat at all? With, with the botching this? Uh, I think it's going to get warmer if they don't win a Super Bowl in the next couple years. I think what may happen, what should happen, let's say the next couple years they don't win, and let's say they you know they start going the wrong way, where instead of, oh, they're in the championship game every year, if they, they start to decline. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's a great coach, but I think somebody would have to go in there and say, look, you're the coach now, but we're going to get somebody else to make the decisions. You're mm. a great play caller, but having you run the whole operation, that didn't work. You gave it your best shot, but you really blew it when it came to the quarterback situation. So if I'm ans- if you understand my answer, I don't think they're there yet, but he that's the danger where they are right now. If Brock Purdy works, it's like, wow. If he turns out to be, <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but one of his teammates said he's Drew Brees, right, uh, which yeah. we'll get to. If he ends up being a really good quarterback and they win a Super Bowl, if Kyle can win a Super Bowl, great. If we're still here, even two years from now, going, oh, I don't know about this, then I think Jed York or somebody's going to have to step in and say, okay, you can't run the whole show anymore, Kyle. It didn't work. You made too many mistakes. Right, and, and you know, you, you look at Bill Belichick uh, in New England. He's the coach, but also he shops for the groceries as well. He buys the groceries, cooks them up, and everything like that. But there's some pushback in New England about Bill Belichick and maybe taking away the player personnel decision-making from him. And we're talking about the greatest coach in NFL history. Kyle Shanahan hasn't won a thing, right. and we're letting him you right. know, make all these decisions about personnel, and they've done a great job outside of that position but there might need to be somebody that comes in yep. and says, you know what, Kyle, we want to take some of that power away from you. We're not going to let you shop for all the groceries, especially that quarterback position. Did you happen to see what Peter King wrote yesterday about no. this? What okay, Peter King in Football Morning in America, he says, I'm paraphrasing, he says, if I'm Jed York, I go to Kyle Shanahan right now and say, 
this is great. We believe in you. You've done a fine job. The team's really good. But what happened with Trey Lance can't happen again. It is inexcusable, and we need to put in place guardrails. Not right now, but we need to put guardrails in place that prevent that from ever happening again. What kind of guardrails are, are we talking about? I That's think the, the only thing. guardrails That's would be somebody else who he has to answer yeah. to. And that's the only otherwise and, it's like, yeah, and, whatever. And is Kyle for that? Like, you know, like, what, what we know, I mean, I, I just think, you know, to me, the jury is still out on Kyle Shanahan. I, and I know no question, that, like, no question, you know, it's because think, look at the way they started last season, made the trade for McCaffrey. Then you take off, you know, and so I'm looking at his record. Six and ten. I get it. Not a good football team, you know. Three starting quarterbacks uh, back then. You know, you had Jimmy G, you had uh, Beathard, you, you had a number of guys. Then four and twelve. Then you go thirteen and three. You got your quarterback in the four and twelve, or one of them. Yeah. yeah. They, then you go thirteen yeah. and three. Jimmy yeah. G, that's your guy. And then wah, wah. six and ten. Yeah. Then Dreadful ten year. and seven. Got hot though. Made a nice run. Last year thirteen and four, but remember how they started off the season, you know? And so I think I would like to see a full season, Kyle Shanahan from week one to week 17. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to see three losses and then 10 wins. I, I want to see, you know, right. just a little stability mm-hmm. uh, with this franchise uh, this season. And so how many years, and we talked about this last week, how many years, how long is the leash for Kyle Shanahan? Well, you the know? thing, if I'm representing Kyle and I'm not, the thing I'd say, well, you kind of glossed over the fact that three of those four years they went to the NFC Championship game. One of those years they won it. Um, but it does seem like, well, all right, where do you go from here? It's hanging in the balance. And I'm not dodging your question, but I think the answer hinges on what happens this year. Do they make another run? Do they do they get back into the NFC title game only to collapse again? Even that is not progress. Do they get to the Super Bowl? Then Kyle, it's working. If they don't even if they don't even get back to the NFC title game, then this thing's starting to go the wrong way, Kyle. It's not working. I think that's all going to be in play depending on how this year plays out. Yeah, because it, this team, this roster is tailor made this year. Yes, this is their year. Like really, and they will never say that. And, but you're yeah, right. Like this, this is the year to get to the Super Bowl. The Eagles, as great as they were last season, they played at a high level. Like, they were at a high level last season. It's hard to replicate that. It's hard to duplicate that. And so, you could make the argument, the Niners, on paper, are a better team than the Eagles. You know, the only issue is when you look at the quarterback position. To me, I'm a big Jalen Hurts guy, not only from a talent standpoint, but from a leadership he's, standpoint yes, as well. And yeah. so, but, you know, you throw a Jalen Hurts on this Niners team, I mean, it's, you know, they're right there with the Chiefs, you know, the, the Bengals, like, they're Unless right there. Unless he got sanitized. <laughs> right. What did I do wrong, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> no, throw it there. <laughs> right. No, but I, I think this is the year, and if they come up short, if they don't make the playoffs – I mean, not the playoffs, the Super Bowl. I think a Niners fans, rightfully so, have a to, reason to be upset. I yeah, and, and start and pointing some fingers. Yeah, reevaluate some things. Yeah, take yeah. a closer look at what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, kicking situation isn't ideal either. Kyle. Oh man, <laughs> how how did we get to this point? That's a good uh, question. How do we? <laughs> we'll uh, we'll attempt to answer that next. You know, yeah, you got the Bosa thing. Forget Bosa. 49ers have a bigger problem. When it comes to the kicker position next year with Whitey and Watkins today with Kyle in for Watkins, Sackdown Sports.
your desk, on your phone, in the car. Whitey and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Kyle Draper in for Chris Watkins today. Chris feeling better, should be back tomorrow. We're hearing on the YouTube chat from some Giants fans, from some A's fans. Primo J says, Giants fan, electric game last night. Patrick, Tyro, Wilmer, Logan, Faces, Matos, Wade showing promise. Uh, so there's an optimistic Giants fan. L.C. Dang, a 49er fan, says, if you fire Kyle, who will you bring in? Just remember that before. Uh, oh, remember what before Kyle come in. Uh, thank you, Tarzan, for the chat <laughs> message there. But said, remember what it was like before right. Kyle got there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, 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 I understand. You know, uh, Kyle sort of brought you back, put you back on the map, you know, developed this roster, improved it. Um all I've been hearing from Niners fans in this building, out on the streets, they're about championships. They're about Super Bowls. Everybody says that. But, but you know, they're a yeah. legacy organization, you know. Uh, making it to the NFC Championship game is great, you know. You're doing a great job, what, three out of six years uh, for right. Shanahan. That's, you know, he's either feast or famine uh, so far in his uh, six-year tenure here. But at some point, you have to say, when are we getting over to home? No, we're getting there because there are no, like, there's no excuses right now. This roster is 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 built to be a Super Bowl champion, to make it to the Super Bowl, and if you come up short, whose fault is it? You know, uh, barring injuries, of course. But are we talking? It's you know Shanahan's fault. Are we talking? It's Brock Pur- Purdy's fault. Well, who you know hitched his uh, wagon to Brock Purdy, and so I, I just think you know. With Trey Lance now gone, they got to handle this Bosa situation. I get it, but the spotlight is on Shanahan now. It's not. It's not on Brock Purdy. Believe it or not, Brock Purdy. He's playing with house money. Let, let's keep it real. I know he's playing for his livelihood, his job, his safety, and all that. But I'm not expecting Brock Purdy to go out there and be Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. I don't think the Niners are asking him to do that. And so, to me, there's not a whole lot of pressure on Brock Purdy. To me, the pressure is on the head coach this season. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, I've been very optimistic about the 49ers' chances this year, but the way things have gone lately, and maybe it's just noise and doesn't matter, but it reminds me of the way things were in the preseason and early in the season in that 6-10 and year. And, of course, that was the pandemic year. Everything went sideways for everybody. But it just, there was an odd feel about it, and it's starting to feel that way. Does that matter I don't know ultimately if it will make any difference. But here's one of the things that concerns me from the 49ers standpoint. Remember the uh, Crabtree game where they lost the NFC title game in Seattle Mm -hmm. and Richard Sherman made that interception? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember listening the next day, John Gruden, who wasn't coaching the Raiders again yet, he was on like Mike and Mike and he was talking about that game. He said, you know what? As a franchise, those tough losses for them, you know, the 49ers had lost the NFC title game the Kyle Williams game, then they lost the Super Bowl, um, which they almost won, the Beyonce blackout game. Then they lost the next year to Seattle. He says, you don't recover from that. And I always thought, hmm. Wow. And well, he turns out he was right. So, I mean, all these tough losses to the Chiefs and then the NFC title game where they had the lead against the Rams and then last year, I don't know. It's just, it's, <laughs> It just seems like at some point you got to break through that and this has to be the year. This has to be the year because – you know, you look at the landscape of the NFC 
And to me, your only real competition are the Philadelphia Eagles. You look at every other team, the Minnesota Vikings, you know, they'll be good. Um, but I'm not trusting Cousins in a big game, uh, in a playoff game. Good thing Chris uh, isn't here. He's a Vikings fan. He'd is come, he a Vikings guy? He'd come, guy? After, <laughs> he'd come <laughs> after me. But, you know, there's different levels to it, right? Different tiers. And to me, there are only two teams on on the top tier in the NFC, obviously the Eagles and the Niners. You know, I, I think the Seahawks will make some noise. I, I think the Niners will split again, you know, those games against the Seahawks. I uh, think the this 49ers season. will beat the Cardinals twice. Yeah, they'll get that. You know, <laughs> mark that down. No, they'll get that. But, you know, and I went through the schedule and I had them winning 11 games, I think, you know. And so I just think. The problem with the Niners is it's eleven and six. Eleven now, and right? six. Yeah, you know that's. Uh, I think the over under is what ten and a half or something like that. But the, the Niners got hot last season. At the end of the season, they did the last know, second, two years. Yeah, last two years, and so I'm wondering, can they replicate what we saw the last ten games of the year to start the season? Like, historically, it seems like Shanahan's teams take some time to, to develop, you know, to, to get rolling. And once they get rolling, man, they're hard to stop. And so this year, you would think, you would hope, as a Niners fan, you hit the ground running. That first unit looks great so far in the preseason, but it's the preseason, mm-hmm. you know. And so, I like, I look at the schedule. I got them losing one of the first two. You know, I got them one and one. I got them, you know, two and two after four, you know. Uh, and so I, I just think uh, the Niners, they're a victim of their own success to an extent. Like, they've set these expectations. Last year's run, it's sort of almost like the Kings to an extent, you know, where you have a great run, a great season. Now, how do you cap a, go farther, you know? Uh, wh- what do you do now? And I think for the Niners, there's only one thing they can do is – Make it to the Super Bowl. Anything short of that is a disappointment. Hard to do that. Hard to win even 11, 12 games or more. Well, impossible without Bosa. But really hard to do if you don't have a reliable kicker. And right now, the 49ers don't have Bosa. (laughs) And the kicking situation is nothing short of a disaster. Bosa, all the reports are that they're going to work that out and he's going to get a monster contract. And I'm still buying that. It's you know it's later and late. I still don't think it's time to pad ink on that. As long as he's there by opening day, we'll see. But I buy everything the 49ers are selling on that. The kicking thing, I don't think they know what they're doing right now. And didn't they just bring in a couple guys? Uh, try out a couple guys uh, yesterday. I Not think just it was, a couple or, guys. Yeah. It was Tristan Vizcaino and Taylor Russolino. <laughs> Who exactly? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But and and, and you know Moody. Looks like he's not going to be available for week one. Shanahan said it's, it's week to week at this point with him. This is a guy, you know, your third pick, uh, third round pick. You go out there and get him. Where's Robbie Gould when you need him, right? right. He's, he's still out he's there. He's still out there. He's yeah. chilling. You know, but is he in his feelings about the way things went down, you know, not being a part of this team? And so uh, they have to get a kicker, right? For week one, like Shanahan's not that arrogant and say, you know, oh, it'll all work out. We'll just get somebody. I, I guess you know? the hope is maybe by then, uh, maybe Jake Moody's better. I don't know. I agree with you. Uh, the Zane Gonzalez thing is just, again, it's another example of things. Oh, how could it have gone any worse? Right, right. At this point, they're supposed to have Jake Moody as the guy. We love him. And we traded Zane Gonzalez for a pick because 
he was a good backup in camp and other teams needed kickers. And now they're both disabled. And so Robbie Gold, and I know Shanahan this week, you probably heard, he did not rule out Robbie Gold. Someone asked him about that. He said, well, you know, we're not there yet. We don't know. But he didn't rule it out. So everything is in play, including Tristan Vizcaino and Taylor Russolino. <laughs> you got to look at the notepad yes. to even name these guys. Nothing against them because, you know, as you know, you got to be a really accomplished kicker to even get to that point. But Taylor Russolino last pick, uh, kick, pardon me, for the Arlington Renegades of the XFL. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And Robbie Gould, you got a veteran guy, and I get it. You just bring him in and just take bring care him of it in. now? Yeah, you just bring and him cut, in, right? Today's cut, do you cut your other, you cut Moody? No, you don't cut Moody. What about Gonzalez? Like, what's he, uh, you know, he's hurt right now. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, I I just think, and Gould, he wasn't even, uh, wasn't even talked to about his role with the Niners this season. I'm reading this article in New York Post. He said, I would have loved to have gone back there. I told them I wanted to go back yeah. there. We never got an offer from the team, and we never had a conversation about coming 49ers back. Niners outsmarting themselves. We can, we can plan ahead. We'll get this guy. We don't need Robbie Gold anymore. Get a cheaper kicker who can uh, kick from further away, and you know there's risk involved in that. But but he he hasn't shown that he can kick from further away. Right. He's, he's looked You're awful right. in the preseason. Moody, I'm talking about again. Yeah, and, and what what's upsetting about this conversation? In the last hour and 25 minutes we've sat here, Whitey is, I'm more upset than a Niners fan is. Like, Niners fans should be calling us right now and voicing their... But you know what? They're just drinking the Kool-Aid from Shanahan and John Lynch. We're the Niners. Bang, bang, Niner gang. We'll get it together. (laughs) We got McCaffrey. We got Debo. The Niners have some real question marks. The kicking situation, you know... I argue I'm not sure sold 100% on Brock Purdy yet. The way they handled Trey Lance, it seems like everybody outside the organization and the fan base, they're more upset about it and angered about it than the actual fan base is. Mm-hmm. The fan base, the house, I said last week, is burning down. It's not burning down, but, man, they're ignoring all these missteps from Shanahan and Lynch, and here's the thing: they got a lot of exposed wires, like exposed yeah, wires, like, and, you know, and they've been right. Ah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. We we got through today. <laughs> It'll be fine. But man, if you tie up those wires, you cover them up, you do all the safety checks on them, you can win a Super Bowl. Instead, it's like, no, we're good, we're good. But what's going to happen come Week 17? What's going to happen come the playoffs? To me, ultimately, that's when this Niners regime will be judged. Well, we'll see. I think that narrative, I could be wrong, but my read on it, to your point, is that if things don't go well this year, then it starts to shift. Remember where 49er fans have been for years and years with, uh, you know, since Harbaugh, and that ended badly. And then you had, you know, you had Tom Sula and Chip Kelly. Kyle came in and struggled and struggled. And then you got a team that's Super Bowl relevant again. The last few years and right now they appear to be so I think that's why fans have been as patient as they have been because he has turned the whole thing around and fans are still on board with yeah here we go but I think it's getting to the point now where if they start backsliding then I think that narrative's going to change it's an absolutely pivotal year <laughs> for the 49ers a, a pivotal year an opportunity is right there in front of you the Eagles are your only competition you could sleepwalk your way to the NFC Championship game, and so You're worried about those Cowboys, huh? I'm not worried. You know they they always fizzle out in the playoffs. They they always you know a lot of hype, all bark but no bite with the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Not worried about them at all.
Speaking of the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy has, well, this is a surprise, he has no problem with the way the Trey Lance trade went down <laughs> uh, for Dallas. I don't think he'd have a problem if Jerry Jones said, I want you to eat a mud sandwich. He goes, I got no problem with that. I'll do that. Also, as promised, tell you about the NFL head coach who says, tanking is a myth and it never works. That more next year with Kyle Draper, Whitey Gleason, Sacked on Sports. Let me tell you, I appreciate it, but I'm not buying the reports, many reports, of people seeing Chris Watkins out playing golf. Because he told me <laughs> he's not feeling well and he should be back tomorrow. So it, it, they piling up all these sightings of uh, Chris out playing golf. I'm not buying it, Kyle Draper. I, I think he's better than that. I, I need to see the video. I need pictures. You know what I mean? It's like kind of grainy, like the uh, you know the Loch Ness monster. Right. Is that Chris? I don't know if Bigfoot, that's really Chris. right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. No, I, I need to see the video or the pictures <laughs> or, or something like that. So if you see uh, Chris Watkins out there, hit us up. Send it in to us. Yeah, uh, that's Kyle Draper in for Chris today. Coming to you via the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. One of the things that was surprising to me about the Trey Lance trade, well, one was just that he went to Dallas. Didn't see that coming. But then the fallout yesterday from the other side of it, uh, nationally, though, oh, they didn't ask Dak about it. They didn't ask Mike McCarthy about it. What did you you make of all that? Because I just – I had not seen any of that coming. No, I, I – the problem with the Cowboys is they have one voice. No, like literally they have one voice. You don't hear of Mike McCarthy – on anything other than the X's and O's. Dak, you really rarely hear from, I feel like. Jerry Jones, we always hear from. And so you would think you bring in a quarterback. I want to hear from the coach. I want to hear from Dak Prescott. Dak, what do you think about this? Haven't heard anything. Mm -hmm. Haven't heard any. And, And that's typical for the Cowboys. But you hear from Jerry Jones. Yesterday, Mike McCarthy was asked about the specifics of the trade. And again, I think Mike McCarthy recognizes, you know, I whatever Jerry tells me. But what he said was, I was involved in the evaluation. Can you tell us what he's really saying here, Kyle, if you would? Yeah, let me translate it for you. Uh, quote, I was involved in the evaluation, but the actual business component of it, I am not involved in it. Those decisions come down to Jerry and Steven. Uh, the athletic ability was definitely something that jumped off here. I just thought he was a young, intriguing prospect. What, what is he really saying? He's saying Jerry Jones is infatuated with Trey, and he told me I'm bringing him in, whether you want him or not. Like, uh, and and that's not a huge, you know, ringing endorsement from McCarthy. It's not like, oh yeah, I'm a big fan of this guy. We we've been keeping an eye on him for years, and you know, I remember his days in college and all this. It, it to me, it's the owner liked him, and he's bringing him in. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I heard. And so, you know, Jerry Jones is another one of those uh, guys in, in the organization. They're living off the 90s. You know, what have the Cowboys won since 95? What have they won? They they went to the... Like one playoff like win or something title like game that? 12 or? times in the first 28 years of the franchise. Yeah. And then like not at all in the last 29 or something. Yeah, like exactly. That. And so it's it's America's team supposedly, but they haven't done anything. And yet, but but that goes to show you, and this is why I include the Niners in that mix, the brand, the helmet, it still means something, you know? And so when you're the quarterback of the Niners, it still means something. When you're the quarterback of the Cowboys, 
it still means something. But, you know, if you look at Jerry Jones, and I guess when you're the owner, you can do whatever you want, you know, like there's right. a, yeah, like yeah. you can have your hands in the cookie jar. You can really. It's my cookie he, jar, he, Kyle. He, he, he ran out. Um, oh, geez, I, I just drew a blank on uh, Jimmy Johnson. He ran out Jimmy Johnson. And, you know, and, and you look at the Cowboys since the mid-90s, They've been an also-ran franchise. Good regular season, you know, some hope there, here and there. But zero playoff success. And I don't want to say it's all because of the owner, but, you know, we we had this situation here in Sacramento where some people say ownership is a little too involved in player personnel decisions. How come nobody's saying that inside the Cowboys fan base and organization and everything like that? People outside of it question it, but what kind of owner – has a press conference after every game, meets with reporters after every game. Yeah, and doesn't he have a, like a regular radio yeah, spot? Yeah, a regular radio spot as mm-hmm. well. And so, um, you know, good luck to Trey Lance out there in Dallas, you know, <laughs> dealing with. But I, I'd still say, you know, the Cowboys are one of the most marketable brands. And, you know, every year they're going to be in the mix. You know, the, the days of them going 3-13, and 3-14, and 14, they'll be a middle-of-the-pack team because they still are able to attract big moves and big names and things like that. But, man, with that ownership group, I don't know if you'll see Jerry Jones win again. I've read some say that Jerry Jones just saw the situation and saw Trey Lance and said, hey, a fourth-round pick, if that guy was available in the draft, if we were drafting in the fourth round, would we take him? Yeah, so let's just take him, and it's that simple. But I wonder if it's not that simple and if some of it is kind of – uh, sending a message to Dak. Uh, yes. That just so you know, like, you're on the clock here, okay? And Jerry, when he was asked about that, he said, well, that had not crossed my mind. But, uh, <laughs> but I wonder, if I'm Dak, I honestly, if that if that were part of it, I'd feel like, you got to do better than that. That guy hasn't even played. He's not a threat to me. I, I don't know. No, he's not a threat this year, but he's a threat right. going forward. Potentially. Yeah, Yeah. to me, you know, and and I always said, I said it earlier, the Trey Lance move isn't built for this year. Trey Lance is what, 23? I think he is. You know, the Trey Lance is built for next season or the following season. I'm looking at uh, Dak's contract right now. He had signed a four year, uh, $160 million deal. I like Dak, by the way. I think he's good. You think he's a good quarterback? Yeah. Really? I don't think he's one of the. Is he a Super Bowl caliber quarterback? Oh, on the right team. But, no, I mean, he's not Patrick Mahomes, but that's okay. I think he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Then what's been their issue? What's been – because he's he has not come up big on the biggest of stages, you know, when, when they need him the most. He's not – you know, and that's the thing I, I question about Brock Purdy. When it's time to actually lead a drive to go down there and that's win, fair comment. you know, can he do it? Dak's great. Good regular season quarterback, you know, extremely high highs, but, man. When you need him to make that play, he hasn't come through. I think that team has been very poorly coached over the years, in mm. part because they've had so many guys who are there just because I'll do what Jerry says, and that's why yeah, I'm the Jason head coach. Garrett was a puppet. I mean, he, he was awful. They all are. Uh, yeah. And, and McCarthy, you would think, Since coming Jimmy, from Green Bay, yeah. you know, in that organization, dealing with Rodgers, um, he, he would be better. But, you know, you, you say it's 
what is it, sanitized or whatever yeah, here. Yeah. You know, come up with something for Jerry Jones, whereas people go there and then they lose all kind of identity, all kind of backbone, all kind of spine. You've been Jerry. You've yeah. been Jerry, you yeah. know? And that's what's happening with McCarthy, too, I think, down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry is, I'm not the first to make this comparison, but I think it's a good one. Um, the later he gets in his life, in his career, the more like a late model Al Davis he becomes. Kind yeah. Of desperate yeah. to get one right. more, right. you know, while he can. Yeah, and, and I'm looking at, I, I started to say, I'm looking at Dak's uh, contract. After this season, he only has one more year left. And so decisions may need to be made not only, you know, in this offseason, but the following offseason as well. And so for, for Jerry's uh, credit, let's take a fire on Trey sure. Lance. You know, if he was there in the fourth round, we probably would have taken him. And so why not bring a, a young quarterback in and see if we could develop him for the next two years? I think their problems are, their ultimate problems in Dallas are, organizationally fundamental. They have more to do with the way it's run right, and right. how he puts the team together yeah. than it has to do with any one individual players. On yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, coming up next, um, maybe sprinters should stick to sprinting and leave the NBA analysis to NBA analysts. Tell you why. So many NBA players are upset at something a sprinter said next. Whitey and Watkins. Kyle Draper in for Watkins today. Sackdown Sports. the Sacktown Sports app and listen to Whitey and Watkins on your smartphone. Cut down day in the NFL today. Whitey Gleason, Kyle Draper drapes in for Chris Watkins. And we have word of a quarterback, something of a name quarterback changing teams, huh, Kyle Draper? No, what you hear? Yeah. I thought you just No, said no, that was kicker. Kicker uh, Nick Folk. Oh, Nick Folk. Yeah, Hulk. Nick Folk. Yeah, oh, okay. not, not, not Foles. <laughs> Folk. Yeah, the Patriots uh, sending him, uh, I think it was to Carolina for a seventh round pick, you know, because we were talking about the kicking situation. Yes, yes. And the Niners, and there's another guy on the move um, mm-hmm. only for a seventh round pick. I, I, I think, you know, going into week one, are you. Just bring in somebody off the street kind of thing just to get them through a week or two, and then hopefully Moody's healthy and available and ready to go. Yeah, that's – I apologize. My mistake. I don't know what Nick Foles is doing. I was like, man, who's who got <laughs> traded? What happened? You know what? Dak got moved already? What? <laughs> yeah, Nick Foles is uh, – he's a free agent currently. So, okay. uh, right, so right. good good for Nick Foles. Um, meanwhile, there's a, there's a sprinter uh, that says something somehow that – Really angered some NBA players. Noah Lyles. Noah Lyles became the first man since Bolt, Usain Bolt, to complete a triple uh, at Worlds with wins in the 100-meter, 200-meter, and 4-by-100-meter races at the World Championships in Budapest last week. But then he said something about World Championships and World Champions that upset some NBA players. You know, the thing that hurts me the most is that I have to watch the NBA Finals and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? <laughs> the United States? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, I love the U.S. at times. <laughs> but that ain't the world. That is not the world. We are the world. We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on their flag to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA. <laughs> That's uh, Noah Lyle. Some NBA players reacted to that. Some people are saying, you know what? The guy was just kind of joking around. 
I don't know. I don't. He didn't talking. sound like he was joking around. I, he sounded very impassioned about it. I mm-hmm. mean, he said, what hurts me the most? <laughs> like, why would that hurt him the most? In the great words of uh, the great De'Aaron Fox, why bro care so much? Fox tweeted that out. Like, yeah. uh, uh-huh. why, why is this guy sitting uh, at home, you know, the Denver Nuggets win, and he's just like, oh, that just grinds my gears. They're not world champions. Like, why is he so impassioned about this? I just don't get it. That used to bother me, too. I used to say the same thing about baseball when I was six years old. I kid you not. You know, I was like, Dad, world champions? What do you mean? They don't play the whole world. Well, yeah. So, I mean, then you get older and you understand. Kevin uh, Kevin Durant, pardon me. Kevin Durant said, somebody help this brother. <laughs> Devin Booker, facepalm emoji. Uh, Draymond Green, when being smart goes wrong, facepalm emoji. Aaron Gordon, whatever, I'm smoking, buddy, in the 200 meter. <laughs> running emoji. Nice, nice. Yeah, bam, out of bio. LOL, is somebody going to tell him? Uh, Tyus Jones, yeah, this ain't it. Again, facepalm emoji. So NBA players certainly took notice of whatever it was that Noah Lyles was trying to say. Yeah, I, I just, you know. All right, let, let's say, for argument's sake, he's right. So what? Who cares? Why, like, why does that bother you so much? You know, my, my problem with what Noah Lyles said is he doesn't have to try and bring down another league to make what he's accomplished look so much better. Like, you know, that 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 – Talk about grinding my gears, you know, making me upset. I mean, dude, just do you. But, you know, why you got to bring down somebody else that has nothing to do with your sport, nothing to do with what you're doing. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If Team USA in basketball wins the World Cup, they're world champions. Uh, Yeah. But are they the best team in the world? Nope. You know, you know what I mean? Like uh, right. it's, 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 it's we're, we're playing semantics here. It's just words. Like why, you know, the fact that he has said what upsets me the most. Yeah. Dude, there's a lot of other things to be upset about other than NBA champions calling themselves world champions. I yeah. will say it is very American to have our sports teams called world champions yes you could argue maybe in, the in past, sports in sports that no other country plays right but the, the league that he chose to go yes. after the nba clearly it's like look noah it's like there's a sprinters league all of the best sprinters in the world are all in this one league yeah that's what we have in the nba the best players in all the world are in the nba right. there was a, you're right chris there was a time when maybe that wasn't true but now it's more true than ever so i'm not sure what his point is he needed some uh, attention, and he got it. Because think about it. We're not talking about Noah Lyles. He's not on a, a sports talk radio station in Sacramento right. if he doesn't say these yeah. comments. You know? If he so, didn't say that, I assume, what is that, Trey's brother? I don't know. Right, exactly, <laughs> right. We'd be like, oh, Trey's brother got some hot takes. Huh? What's going on here? No, but seriously, we would not know who Noah Lyles is, and so he's getting his 15 minutes of fame. Congrats on uh, you know what he was able to accomplish, obviously, at the uh, World Championships. But, you know, leave the NBA alone, man. Does Let it, the NBA have their Doesn't thing. that stink about his sport that he accomplished something that hasn't been done since Usain Bolt? And all of us are like, you idiot. What are you talking about basketball <laughs> no, he for? he messed it up, though. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Well, I, that's he his fault. That right? He brought that on himself. Yeah. Chris Verlaud, what United States World Championship is the most hollow, in your view? What league's world champion? The Super Bowl. No. There's no other football teams <laughs> exactly. in the world. Well, so they're the best in the world, right? They're the best in the world. <laughs> so then the World Series is what you would say. 
No, or I, I could say, you know, if we say call it the Stanley Cup, you know, the uh, yeah. but that, best hockey say, team in the world. Like, yeah, you I could don't even make know it, if they call it the world champion in hockey, do they? No, don't they know. don't. No, yeah. they're Stanley Cup them. champion, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so, no, the Super Bowl, there's no rival for it. So, of course, they're the best <laughs> in the world. But nobody yeah. else plays it. But the World Series, think about that, though. Yeah. I mean. Let's say the Astros win it or the Braves. Are they, can we definitively say they're the best team, baseball team in the world? Not until they play the Yokohama Whales. (laughs) Oh, you had that ready. You had that ready. (laughs) Good stuff. Exactly. Exactly. But in the NBA, nope, Noah, sorry. Uh, Coming up next, what can the Kings, speaking of basketball, international basketball, Sasha Vazenkov, Mr. Vazenkov, what can the Kings expect from him? And more importantly, what do the Kings need from him? That's next with Voice of the Kings, Kyle Draper, Whitey Gleason, Whitey and Watkins, Sackdown Sports.